Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Wilson Weekly. Good morning, Doc. It's a pleasure as always. How are you? Yeah, pleasure to be with you again, Graham. Um, uh, happy August. Here we are. Yeah. One more, yeah. one more month, and we're into spring. So yeah. uh, we've got through two thirds of the winter, and uh, really, you know, where's the winter selling season gone? You know, I, I mean, I was, I was about. To say, Doc, if we're nearly into spring, which is the spring yes. selling boom season, yeah, winter yeah. hasn't. I haven't seen this seasonal market that we usually feel through winter. No, it's been a very positive market over the past two months, Graham. Uh, the usual slowdown, yeah, a little bit of a slowdown, and that's mainly because of the proportion of higher priced properties are always lower during the winter months. But uh, you know, prices are still growing. We're going to look at the latest prices for. Uh, home prices for July still uh, in in the black. Prices are still rising, um, not quite as quickly as they did over June over the June quarter. But again, that's just the the impact we expect uh, through the winter months. Um, and uh, it's been continues to be a very positive market. And of course, we'll look at the latest auction results, and they're just validating what we're saying that uh, mm. it's really been a you know what winter type of, uh, you know, past two months. And uh, we've had some real surprises, particularly in the auction market where, interestingly, Graham, volumes are up. So sellers are mm. actually, I guess they're sniffing the wind to some degree and thinking, hey, you know, not a bad time to get into the market now. Uh, plenty of buyers around. So, um, yeah, been a very positive period uh, over, over July. And um, we'll look at those latest results. But, of course, the big news, Graham, was well, the meeting, uh, the monthly meeting of the Reserve Bank yep. yesterday. And, um, you know, uh, I was interested. I do, do, the do, fine, do, we, do we have a drum roll here? Yeah, a bit of a drum roll. <laughs> uh, I do the Finder survey. I've been doing that for a few years. And, uh, and they survey, you know, a number of, I guess, talking heads in the business. But uh, I was interested to see their results that over 70% actually predicted that rates would pause. And I was one that, because I'm just going on the data, and we'll explain that, I guess, when we get into it. But uh, uh, but over 70% predicted they would pause. And, yes, they did pause. And that's two months in a row, Graham, for pauses. Uh, I can't I can't see the justification in the data. Well, we're not complaining, Graham. I mean, it's good no, news. No, yeah. In the short term, it, it's really good news for uh, for mortgagees, for those that have a mortgage that uh, we've tenant. had two months in a row. Um and for the housing market, because it just will continue to fuel confidence mm. um, going forward, particularly as we've just discussed that we're only four weeks away from the spring selling season, Graham, which mm. will actually start to ramp up in the next couple of weeks as we normally yeah. see the, uh, the the first shoots of spring coming through over the um, over the final weeks of August. So, yes. Rates on hold, but um, and we'll go through perhaps some of the the reasoning and and some of the statements that were made. But you know, perhaps uh, perhaps our governor, our current governor, wants to go out with everybody loving him. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, we should have kept him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, what do I care? <laughs> yeah, let's oh, uh, let's dear. keep everybody happy. But uh, I'm not so sure the battle against inflation is uh, anywhere near one. 
But, mm. you know, we'll have a look at the data. And, and as we always do, Graeme, we can only go on the data here. We're not guessing anything. You know, we're not, uh, mm. we're not looking for cheap headline or whatever. We're not looking to make friends. And uh, we just rely on the evidence. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, the historical evidence is part of that. But the data coming through is, is what uh, I guess we are guided by. Um, and it's been really, July was another very strong month for our economy. Uh, with the data that did come through, with maybe a few exceptions, but we'll have a look at that when we get into the presentation. Absolutely, Doc. Well, let's let's rip in and yeah. to see what's actually going on because I was a bit I'm a bit confused at some of these decisions lately. Well, you're not the only one, Graham. Uh, you know, confusion is reigning. But uh, yeah, my housing markets put together the latest data for this week. Uh, just adding to that revivalist sentiment that is in our housing markets. It's continued now um, for most of the year and so there's no sign of, uh, well, maybe easing but not really slowing down. Um, and as we said, rates paused again for now. And this is the point, you know, that, uh, okay, we'll get a pause. But uh, my, my concern is that if we don't continue to tackle inflation, which is clearly still too high, that we may have to go a little bit harder later on, you know. Mm. But uh, let's make no mistake, this is good news for mortgage holders. It's good news for the housing market because, you know, if we're not getting, an, if we're still getting uh, incomes increasing at, you know, probably when we get the latest data, it'll show that upwards of 4% uh, a year annualised, uh, then we've, we've still got those offsets for higher rates. So we're getting increased interest rates, uh, uh, sorry, increased income, higher house prices, and yet our interest rates are staying the same, you know, now mm. two months in a row. So uh, it's a real trend that's evolving. And the interesting thing is that it's actually not following what's happening overseas, Graham, because we did see the US uh, raise rates mm. uh, last week um, or, or over, over July. Um, and we're also seeing other jurisdictions putting up their rates as well. So Australia's a bit of an outlier here. And the interesting thing is that our inflation is actually higher than overseas inflation generally, uh, particularly the US um, and the Eurozone, or the US particularly. So the RBA, as we've, uh, as we've discussed, has left rates on hold again over August, uh, consecutive months now with rates on hold. Uh, as we've discussed, Graham, there's no real economic justification for that pause in the latest data. Uh, with our economy still performing strongly, yeah, Doc. I think it's um, yeah, it's a bit interesting that we've got a situation where unemployment's still ridiculously low. We've got a situation where everyone that wants a job's got a job. People are getting pay rises left, right, and centre, and inflation's not yet under control. Yet we seem to be pausing. So I, I can't, I can't understand it to be honest. I mean, I'm not complaining for people that are renting or with a mortgage. But I can't, I can't understand it. I mean, the point is, Graham, is there a little bit of touchy feely going on here? It's about okay. Well, the data might not be supporting our decisions per se, but mm. um, uh, we feel that we don't want to go too hard and uh, you know put the economy under any stress. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So we can see the trend there with the latest uh, with the latest decision now flattening out two in a row. So uh, certainly a bit of a surprise, I guess, considering where we thought we'd be. Uh, given those, all those interest rate rises we've had over the past year. But look, good news, maybe the cycle is now peaking, um, but uh, I think there's still some work to be done 
going forward. But uh, mm. as I said, let's not be too narky about this. I think it's good news and uh, we await the data as it comes through. Yeah, and I think people have got to take an approach, Doc, that if you take out a 30-year home loan at 5%, your rate will not be 5% over 30 years. I think it's really sure for time people understand that it's going to be up and down and somewhere in between over the duration of the loan they should be prepared for. And um, uh, the Reserve Bank has, has said in its statement uh, with the decision, Graham, that uh, although inflation is declining, it's still too high at 6%. Uh, and although goods inflation has eased, prices for services uh, are rising brisky, briskly. And of course, as we know, rent inflation mm. is also increasing. Um, uh, the recent data they believe is consistent with returning inflation to the target range. Um, but there are significant uh, uh, uncertainties remaining, and uh, that may mean that uh, further tightening will be required because they're still committed to pulling inflation down. And I think one of the issues that we have, and we'll look at some of the key data points, Graham, uh, for inflation because we've had the June mm. inflation numbers released. Um, we saw the headline inflation rate fall again down to 5.4%. Um, and that followed a fall the previous month from 6.8 to 5.6. Underlying inflation, which excludes those volatile elements, uh, fell from 6.4 to 6%. But of course, as we, as Reserve Bank has said, that's still double what the target is. Um, but the most the significant contributors to inflation uh, were particularly houses um, with house prices falling, uh, with oil prices falling uh, as well. I think one of the problems we have going forward, Graham, with uh, with the inflation data is we're now starting to see the price of oil increasing. Mm. Uh, you probably noticed that at the petrol pump. Yep. Um, with petrol prices rising. Um, but, yeah, we've had a real breakout with uh, the US dollar per barrel uh, price of oil going above $80 now. So uh, a real break upwards in the series after it looked like we were heading down. Uh, and, of course, that's not good news for inflation. And um, as we know, Graham, the uh, the real uh, drop in the inflation rate has been a factor primarily of the fall in oil. You can see how it's come down mm. from a year ago. Um, and, uh, you know, once we start picking up again, it'll start to fuel inflation. And the other factors have been, obviously, um, the uh, uh, adjustment with our goods inflation as we've moved out of COVID. So still some concerns there with um, strong increases uh, in the price of oil recently. So we need to watch that one. Uh, so as I mentioned, Graham, the uh, the labour market is still booming, record low unemployment rate, uh, jobs up over May, uh, following the rise over May, up again over June, unemployment down. Uh, the participation rate is down slightly, but still at a record high. And all our states and capitals are still reporting very low unemployment rates. So yeah. if higher rates were supposed to, you know, ease economic activity and reduce uh, and act as a, an impetus to reduce spending and demand in the economy, it just hasn't worked, mate. So there's nah, nothing here. Nah. I mean, there's nothing here that's, uh, you know, you can hang your hat on in terms of, uh, of uh, you know, the real economy, and that's the labour market that uh, interest rates are slowing things down. But, you know, another no, course, that's good news. It's booming, and, and I tell you what, we're still spending like bloody drunken sailors, so. Well, this, this is the issue. And, I mean, the Reserve Bank are concerned, I suppose. They think that 
There are maybe the interest rates have worked and they can't see it working yet because there's a lagged effect. Um, but uh, there's really no even early signs emerging in our labour market because it's just roaring along still. Mm-hmm. So, um, but um, uh, the capitals are still low. Look at that uh, Sydney unemployment rate, Graham. Just 3%. No surprise how strong that Sydney market is with that low unemployment rate. Yeah. We did have a fall in retail sales, uh, which sort of offset the, the rise yeah. that we had in over May. That were the June sales. But retail sales, Graham, is still up by 4.2% over the year. A bit strange. The ABS said that um, they blamed uh, weaker than usual spending on end-of-year financial sales. Uh, in June for the lower result, and yet they said there was extra discounting and promotional activity in May, uh, and that's the difference in the two results. I don't buy that, to be quite honest. That's that's like saying you're not happy with the result, so you say it's because of the previous result that it's affected. Uh, uh, Yeah, anyway, (laughs) some of the crap coming out of this. It's it's a little bit of a slippery slope in terms of um, uh, trying to rationalise what is a strange result. But as, mm. as we've discussed here quite, uh, you know, regularly, um, I think that uh, there are some issues with the seasonal adjustment model that the mm. ABS are using as a result of yep. COVID. It's going, it's going to take some time for that to sort of normalise itself. Yeah. Um, because, of course, seasonal adjustment is a long-term model scenario that's based on sort of what's happened over the past couple of years. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, but uh, I guess maybe if the Reserve Bank wanted to justify its rate pause, you could say, well, there was some reduced spending over June. But again, I'd put a bit of a question mark there, but nonetheless, it does, uh, I guess, reinforce their statements about some signs of reduced spending. And you can mm. see there that even though uh, even though the, the, it was that slight easing, it's still well ahead of where it was a year ago, yeah. and significantly ahead of where we were pre-COVID, Graham. And that's, you Absolutely. know, all about those stimulus packages still sort of working. Wages, yep. as we see, still rising, fastest rate in 10 years. We'll get the latest data on um, on wage growth out soon, and um, it'll be interesting to see if we do get to 4%. I think we'll get very close to 4% wages growth, um, but mm. we'll wait for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Um, another thing for uh, inflation, Graham, of course, is uh, house building costs. Now, even there, it said that they were falling. Well, they're not falling. They're just not rising at the same rate as they had and uh, have been previously, and that's been a big factor in why Australian inflation has been higher than other cap- uh, other similar countries. Um, and you can see how we went through the roof in terms of building costs uh, following the, um, the stimulus package for home builder from the previous government. Um, just starting to ease now, Graham, which is good news. But as yep. we can see there that the rate of annual growth Build, house building costs is declining, but it's still you know over double figures uh, per year and uh, a significant factor still in inflation. But nonetheless, it is improving mm. great. Yep. So as we promised, the latest house prices, uh, good news again. We've seen the national housing market. National house prices have risen for the uh, sixth consecutive quarter, Graham, um, over July. Um, so uh, no sign really of any any. Uh, downturn in the market approaching us. Uh, the rate of growth was lower than over the June quarter, but no surprise given, as we discussed, the impacts of the um, typically quieter winter selling season, but not a real big impact, Graham, still growing there. So you can really see that sort of U-shaped uh, recovery or V-shaped recovery, Graham, that's happened mm. in our markets. And uh, 
um, you know, very encouraging. In fact, Graham, it's interesting now that um, the national median house price is now tracking higher than where it was a year ago. So mm-hmm. we're now higher than where we were a year ago. Um, and as, of course, as prices continue to increase, that does act to uh, moderate the cycle in a sense because it does yeah. start to sideline buyers uh, because affordability issues start to constrain constrain growth. Uh, when mm-hmm. we look at the breakdown, um, Melbourne and Sydney showing the signs of that winter market. Although they increased, the increases weren't as substantial as over the previous uh, quarterly month, the June quarter. Um, and uh, But Brisbane up 2.3%, Graham. Uh, over the month, yeah. when you look at the annual figures, uh, Sydney's up by seven point seven percent so far this year. Uh, might I we see a, we might see a double figure doc by the end of their twelve or a fourteen or a? Yeah, I, I think we'll get ten, Graham. Um, yeah, you know, let's not get too carried away. But I even think ten is is sort of a conservative estimate based on that. You know, we've yep. gone through seven months of the year when we're up nearly eight percent, um, mm. and, and we've got the spring selling season to come. And we've got a pause in interest rates, great. Yep. And we've still got a booming economy. So, um, so positive results again over July. All the capital city markets, with the exception of Canberra, uh, sorry, with the exception of Darwin and Hobart, recorded uh, uh, increases. And uh, I think it's interesting, Graham, that uh, in, in Sydney, particularly, we're now within reaching distance. I suppose the next month or two of getting back to peak prices. So uh, mm. it's been a very strong revival in the market this year and continuing on despite winter. Same for units. Units also increased. Uh, the median unit price also increased uh, for the sixth consecutive month, uh, and unit prices are also higher than where they were uh, a year ago. Uh, well, there you go. And, and uh, uh, again, Brisbane and Adelaide led the charge over the month as they have over the past year for unit prices. So no sign of a, you know, a, a winter, I guess, decline in prices, but um, certainly some easing in growth rates, but still a very positive market going forward, mm. Graham. Uh, and of course, as usual, we have our uh, QR code there for those that want to download the uh, the full report for the July housing market. Um, Thank you. And just finishing off, Graham, with our auction market update. Uh, this is this really does reinforce the strength of the winter market, Graham. Mm. Uh, another uh, another big weekend of auctions. I mean, these are big numbers, Graham, for uh, you know for July. Uh, over six hundred auctions in Sydney, uh, again higher than the the weekend before. Seven hundred auctions in Melbourne, um, Graham. And we got to understand this is a holiday month still. You know, July. Mm. Um, and we're getting you know more more sellers coming into the market, and I think that just reinforces the positivity and the confidence now that uh, generally you know markets have now despite that uh, that surge in um uh in auction numbers we still had strong clearance rates look at these clearance rates Graham 76 percent mm. in Sydney nearly 76 percent in Melbourne now they're clearly uh, reflecting a seller's market so no wonder we're getting more uh, more sellers coming into the market despite the fact that this is you know the pause period of the year. So, um, and the, the result of all that, of course, is that, you know, we've just had a modest uh, decline in activity, but still high in Sydney with the monthly clearance rates there, uh, still tracking well above 70%. Same story in Melbourne and well above where they were a year ago, Graham. Uh, Brisbane market also higher than where, where it was a year ago. And we have seen a, a real strengthening of that Brisbane market. And now 
continuing to produce those results, which are are really quite um, different to what we normally expect with the Brisbane market. We know the Brisbane market's strong once we do start to see clearance rates above uh, 50 55%. So uh, more good results there for Brisbane. Uh, Adelaide remains its usual 80% plus uh, results and well ahead of, uh, or ahead of uh, where it was a year ago. And even the Canberra market has picked up uh, on the back of uh, a strengthening Sydney market, Graham. Of course, you can get those auction clearance rate data every Saturday night for the Capital City Snapshot, and on Sundays we have the full national report with the Melbourne and Sydney regional breakdowns. And we also include all the top sales, uh, top 10 sales, uh, auction sales from all the capital cities on the Saturday. So good resource there, Graham, for those that are wanting to look a little bit deeper into the market. And uh, as we're always uh, promoting, Graham, we have our uh, My Housing Market house price app which is a really good for or indicator of what's happening in our housing markets on a suburb-by-suburb basis uh, nationally. And, of course, you can also filter that uh, for townhouses, for houses, for units, and also filter it for the number of bedrooms. So uh, and it does so give you a, a median price, a high price, a low price, and the number of listings also. So you can do that for rents and you can do that for asking prices. So it's um, a very good real-time indication of what's happening in the market, Graham. And it's greatly uh, appreciated. It yes, yeah, and it is exclusive, say- of course, through Infinity. So if you want to get a look at that one, um, uh, you can get the link there, but you'll have to get the password from Graham. So, uh, you know, yeah. uh, look out for that one. But it's a great little app. And uh, stay tuned for some, uh, some more uh, similar types of products, Graham. Much appreciated, Doc. Next week, we've got the July rent report, home building approvals, home building commencements, which is important from approvals to commencements. We've got home loan data. We're going to have the latest weekend auction results as always. And for those there tuning in that perhaps aren't part of the Infinity family but are listening to Doc and I each week, uh, that app that Doc has built and given exclusive access to, uh, we do have a password for, but it is in our private Facebook group. Uh, and only our community is in there for active clients. So sorry, not sorry, but we do appreciate that, Doc, for, from you for our community and look forward to seeing what we have to go through next week. Yeah, it'll be another big week, and the rent report will be interesting, Graham, because mm. we've, uh, if you remember, we had a little bit of better news for tenants over June, but uh, just to give you a bit of a heads up, that good news won't be as good for July. So uh, okay. we'll, uh, we'll reveal all next week. Been a bit croaky this week, Graham, but we've got well, Doc. And, uh, yep. we'll be we'll be on all eight cylinders next week, I'm sure. I think you'll be on 12. You're a V12, Doc, so we'll let you get some rest and we'll see you next week. Thanks as always. Yeah, good on you, Graham. Thanks again.